Welcome to Meta Manchester, a podcast about the personal and business philosophy of Mancunians around the world. My name is Tan Lei. My guest this week is LA-based Manchester actress and old friend from school, Marsha Thomason. I haven't spoken to her in many, many years, so I'm eager to have a catch-up and gossip about her glamorous Hollywood life. Here's Marsha. So, I am here now with Marsha Thomason. How's it going, Marsha? I'm good. How are you? I am really well. It's been so long. It's been a while. <laughs> Do you know when we last saw each other? No. Did we bump into each other in town or something? The last time I saw you was in London in Waterstones bookshop. Oh, yeah. In the film section. And you <laughs> recommended to me Easy Riders and Raging Bulls. I, I just remember know? that. Do you know, I just bought that for a runner on a job I did. He's okay, just, so you just you recommend know, that to oh, everyone? Well, I hadn't recommended it in years. Okay. And actually, then I bought it for him. Yeah. Awesome. Um, that's funny. Did you read it? I didn't read it all. but <laughs> I mean, I I like the 90s. I mean, I'm yeah. like, I'm all about Tarantino and Rodriguez. And, and I know that those guys got it from the 70s guys. So. That's right. And before that, it was Sixth Form College. Oh, gosh. I loved that Sixth Form College so much. I loved it as well. That, that was my favorite educational experience. Exactly though. the same here. Totally. It was so, so free. So free, so liberal, so open. I, I, you know, it's just incredible, incredible. And it's the first time feeling like a grown-up. I don't know yes. if it was for you, but for me it yes. was. And they allowed us that. They gave us the freedom. They gave us the freedom for me to bail in my first trimester and then get it, you know, and then get it together <laughs> and get it together ultimately, you know, for graduation. It was brilliant. and It I, was, wasn't people, it? Yes, it was. I loved it so much. God, yes. the atmosphere and the vibe. I wonder what it's like now. I mean, now it's so old. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's old. I just recently, a friend of mine who still lives in Oldham, recently yeah. sent me a picture of, like on the wall, they have like the Hall of Fame. Oh. I'm frigging on there as the yes. basketball team. I'm on the basketball <laughs> nineteen, the um, the boys basketball team of ninety three. I'm on there. Wow, that's brilliant. I wonder if I'm on there somewhere. I better be. You must be. You must <laughs> be, man. All right. Well, let's talk about you a little bit now. So, Oldham, do you when you meet people in LA? Mm. And they ask, where are you from? Mm. How do you respond? Well, I say I'm from Manchester because I am. I'm not okay. from Oldham. You know, I grew up in Manchester. Okay, But I, I gravitated towards Oldham because I went to Oldham Theatre Workshop from being yep. like 12. And then, you know, I heard about this new sixth form college that was opening. And I just wanted to get as far away from where I'd gone to school as possible, really, I think. Mm. And, it, you know, it was nobody. Uh, one girl from my school went to Oldham sixth form. Um, so I tell people I'm from Manchester and they say, oh, Manchester United. And I say, no, Manchester City. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> cool. So at least you have a response because whenever I get asked and they say Manchester United, I just say I'm a Laker fan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So 
even back then from being older, I was mm-hmm. I was the only kid into Michael Jordan and stuff. So did you watch that documentary? Of course. Yeah. So good, right? Mm. So tell me when did you first move to LA? So when did I so it was never my plan really to uh I mean, I don't even know how I ended up here, honestly. You know, I started acting when I was a kid. Mm. And so I guess it was always an option, but I, I just I never really thought of it. And then when I was about 25, I got an American film. They cast mm. it out of London at Black Knight and that shot in Wilmington in North Carolina. And so yep. once I shot that film and then it came out, yep. I came up to L.A. to take meetings and stuff to get representation. And then I just kept coming backwards and forwards to L.A. And then I got a big Disney film, The Haunted Mansion, mm. and that shot for three or four months. And I got to and then I and I just got to live in L.A. Yep. And I loved it. And I was really lucky because I had I had lots of friends here already. Friends I'd a friend from London that had moved here, and mm. then friends that I had made on Black Knight who lived here. So mm. I never really like I was never lost. You know, people they, they took care of me, and I mm. felt at home kind of from the get really. And I love the sunshine. And I just had this moment. I remember it well. I was in the mirror getting ready to go <laughs> out to dinner, and I thought, Oh gosh, I don't want to go back. Yes. I want to I want to live here. Yes. And at that time it didn't it didn't feel like an option, you know. Um I just I I, I didn't know what was going to happen. And then while I was shooting the haunted mansion, I got the pilot for Las Vegas, which yep. was an NBC show, and the show the show got picked up and they sorted me out my visa and then yep. I got a green card and suddenly I lived here. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. So would you say the break was Black Knight, Martin Lawrence? Yeah. It was certainly my Amer- my American break. The movie didn't perform perform very well. It came out in November two thousand one. Mm. Nobody wanted to go to the cinema. Oh, that's the worst. Know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't believe it's been twenty years, um, but nobody wanted to go to the cinema. So, especially for really a comedy. That yeah, yeah. It was just yeah, yeah. Um, but what's been great is it's had a life. It's still yes. on TV. Yep. You know, kids come up to me and say, oh, you know, I love you in that movie. It's crazy. It's on all the time still. And so it's had this longevity. Mm. Um, it's so funny, though, when people, kids come up to me, you know, like 20 year olds and they say, oh, I grew up watching you. I, mm. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> you're, you're a grown up. I was what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And was it cool? Because that was the first American film, but you got to keep your accent. Oh, well, not your accent, but... Well, was... yeah, not my accent. Um, yeah, <laughs> You yeah, can be a mank princess. No, I did get to be a mank union on Lost, though, which was really nice. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Well, there I was loved you in Lost. I loved you in oh, Lost. Oh, thank you. Well, what I was going to say is that there was this brilliant scene with Dominic Monaghan, also a mank union. Yes. Where we, like, have this mank conversation about the night and day. And like, you know, we like we name check some places in Manchester and I thought that was really cool. cool. <laughs> and what was it like working with Martin Lawrence? He's a funny dude. He's a very funny dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's very funny. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. But more than anything, because, you know, this was so um, Black Knight shot in Wilmington in North Carolina, which is where they were shooting Dawson's Creek at the time, which was massive. Mm. And so my driver, Pam, Pam Plummer, lover to pieces, she was friends with people that worked over on uh, Dawson's Creek and she uh, brought me over there and Josh Jackson took me under his wing, was so lovely, showed me around. (laughs) 
it was my first time driving in America. I ran through a stop sign. He almost had a heart attack. He was like, you have to stop at those. I was like, really? I thought, I thought you just have to kind of coast. He was like, no, no, no. They're stop signs. You got to stop. <laughs> um, and then um, Vince Vaughn and John Travolta were shooting domestic disturbance in the studio next door to us. Nice. And so uh, I went out with them a few times and John Travolta and his lovely wife, Kelly Preston, who passed away recently, was mm. so gorgeous and lovely to me. And, you know, when I was 14, I used to watch Grease every Saturday. Every Saturday, I can quote that movie backwards and forwards. In fact, the girls at my school used to say, there's a bit in it where it's, it's a car, they're watching a, a commercial at the sleepover in Greece. And there's a, brush, 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 get the new iPad. That's like the commercial. And the girls at my, at my school used to say, brush, 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 let's all do a Marsha. They, <laughs> they were not being kind. Aww. Anyway, in the school musical, I went to an all-girls school. They asked me if I wanted to be Danny or Sandy, and I wanted to be Danny. <laughs> so I played Danny Zuko. And so And then uh, you met John Travolta. And then I met John Travolta. And Vince already knew that I was a big fan and that I'd been in Greece and all of that. And he was like, and everybody had, had a few drinks. Yeah, come on, you gotta do it for him. And I'm sat next to John Travolta no. doing Danny, Sandy, what are you doing here? All that. And he's crying with laughter. He's oh. delighted. And he was just so warm and so kind. And I loved it. And I just remember sitting there thinking, oh my God, a 14-year-old me knew that yes. you know he was just a delight he really was i haven't seen him since but it's a gorgeous memory yeah cool so okay um so first let's talk about first big break in the uk then was that prime suspect well yes i think so because i mean when we were at sixth form college i don't know if you remember i went to do this to shoot this film for, it was a bbc2 film called safe i went to london to shoot it and that really was a game changer for me in terms of my realizing the kind of work I wanted to do and really, really realizing, yes, I do want to be an actor mm. because I'd worked, you know, I'd done some kids stuff, the 815 from Manchester when I was, you know, 14, 15, mm. but that was just, you know, that was fun and silly and whatever, but safe was about homeless kids in London. And I was mm. working with Bobby Carlyle and with uh, Kate Hardy and Aidan Gillen and all these incredible actors. And Antonia Bird directed it and she was just so gifted and wonderful. She passed away a few years ago, but um, it was just a an incredible learning experience. And I just realized in that moment, oh God, yeah, this is what I want to do. Mm. And then Prime Suspect, which was just a few years later, I would say that was my big break because yeah. I mean, you know, it's Prime Suspect, mm. <laughs> you know, it was, at the time I was shooting it, I used to work in Pied terre on King Street um, in town, the shoe mm. shop. And this was the first Saturday I hadn't been at Pied terre in I don't even know how long. And we were shooting like in, I want to say Cheatham Hill, somewhere like that, mm. for Prime Suspect. And then we heard this big explosion and it Whoa. was the Manchester bomb. Whoa. And I would, I would have been in town and, you know, I mean, thankfully, you know, nobody was killed and, and very mm. few people were injured, right? But uh, I would have been in town. But I just remember we were, I was with Helen Mirren. We were shooting a scene and we heard boom. And we were like, what was that? Wow. What was that? But yes, Prime Suspect, I would say, was a, was a turning point for me, for sure. Cool. So just generally, what's it like being a girl from Manchester and having that sudden move to Hollywood? Did you feel like it was sudden or did you feel like it was... No, it felt gradual really gradual. Move. It yeah. felt really gradual because, you know, 
So many people pack up their bags and leave wherever they're from and come to LA with nothing but, you know, their pot to piss in. (laughs) And I was really lucky that, you know, I came with work. That's what I I mean. So it's different because you you probably met a bunch of Brits trying to make it there, trying to, you know, just blag the visa, whereas you went there legit. Yeah, Did I was, you be- I was really that? lucky. I was really lucky. I don't. I didn't know how lucky I was at the time. You know, these things are happening, and I and I was kind of like, oh wow, oh wow, wow. You know, all these things were happening, but I didn't realize just how lucky I was. For example, I didn't real. You know, I auditioned for Las Vegas pilot, and mm. I'd never done a pilot season before. I was mm. shooting a film. I happened to be here. They sent me the script. I auditioned for it twice. I got it. We shot it. It got picked up. It was mm. on the air. Yeah, that is not. These things are yeah. so. You didn't tough. go through the failures that loads of people have. No, to I mean, I, and I have since. You know, I've definitely done pilot seasons where I, I haven't got a pilot, or yeah. I've made a pilot and it hasn't gone to series, and I've had the heartbreak of that. But at that time, I didn't know that. I just kind of because in the UK, you audition for a thing and you get it, and then you make it, and then they put it on television. <laughs> There's none of the gamble of the thing, mm. you know. You know, when I did play in the field, I remember I auditioned for playing the field and I sat at a desk with the side, with the script opposite. I mean, you don't sit at a desk in America. You stand up and they film. I mean, they do that more in the in the UK now as well, I think. But it was just very it was a different time. It was just very relaxed and very easy in a way. I didn't know it was easy, but I mean, retrospect, mm. you know, just to sit at a desk with the sides. You know, I don't even have to be off book. I just, you know. What kind of culture differences did you notice outside of the industry? Well, the fact that when I would say, could I have some water, please? I couldn't be understood (laughs) until I said, could I have some water, please? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You know, little things like that. Um, To me, America was, because of the movies and television, America was New York. Familiar. LA. And familiar for sure, but it was New York. It was LA. It was Chicago. And I remember when I, uh, when I, was shoot with my first night this guy dropped me off at my house he was working on the crew on black night and mm. he, I, I he told me he didn't have a passport and I said why don't you have a passport and he <laughs> said I got everything I need right here exactly and I remember thinking what <laughs> you know and that so there's a I mean I live in a bubble here in, in Los Angeles there's no denying that but this country <laughs> is a whole lot <laughs> so you know yeah and these past you know four years have been pretty brutal but uh, you know i kind of see it from their point of view in terms of you can get all the different landscapes in the u.s you don't you know if you want snow you can go somewhere in the u.s if you want you know hot you can go somewhere in the u.s so well that's that's what's so great about um california you go in one direction and there's a desert and then you go in the other direction and there's snow yeah (laughs) and then the beach yeah exactly i love california do you have you lived anywhere else? For, oh, no. you live in Vegas. Oh, oh, well, you know, no, no, no. We just would go there every now and then to ah, shoot. Ah, okay. But um, I lived six months of the year in New York when I was doing white collar. So for six years, I would, well, five years, actually, I would spend six months in New York shooting and then six months back at home in LA. How did you find New York? Oh, I love it. Love it. <laughs> I love the energy. The I energy. Love the people. Yeah, I love it. You know, if ever I was lost, I needed help, directions, you know, New Yorkers have this um, reputation for being hard and unfriendly and 
that was not my experience at all. Hey, excuse me, I'm trying to get to Lincoln Center. Ah, yeah, yeah, you gotta go here, you wanna go there. You know, I'm walking that way, come on. Like, I mean, it's I love incredible. It. Love it. People, just, the negativity that you, people use to describe New Yorkers, I see it as just no frills, just being direct, you know, like. Which I appreciate. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Brits could. That my, direct manner was appreciated in manchester i have to say did you say it was or I wasn't was not yeah no. i was just about to ask you that like do you think brits appreciate the same you know brits are all about subtlety and going around the subject would you say yeah but what's the yes i do i would say and i don't see the point <laughs> who has time yes so long say what you mean <laughs> oh my god i love it <laughs> you know but but i definitely felt that was one of the things as well that was so great transitioning to sixth form college because at school i felt very repressed and judged and you know unpopular in some ways because i was honest and forthright never unkind never mm, unkind exactly. you know i'm always mind, mindful of how people feel yep you yep, know yep. but um I do appreciate a directness. Yeah, and I don't know why that has that has nothing to do with kind and unkind. It's a completely s- separate measurement, right? You measure somebody's yeah. kindness, fine, you measure it. But that has nothing to do with somebody's directness. No, that's right. But as I get older, I definitely have learned to massage my approach because, <laughs> you know, you don't, you know, <laughs> You don't always uh, get the result. If, you know, Great you, point. It depends on the person, right? Yeah, it depends on the person. I have found in certain work situations, particularly here in, in America, that directness isn't always appreciated from an actor. <laughs> oh. I learned that pretty early on, actually. Yeah. But yeah. there's a key word that you said before, which is mindful. It, it's, it's almost become a cliche, but... If you're mindful of it, meaning if you're in control of it, so like you know that you, if if it needs a direct response, you give it, and if it needs uh, massaging, then you do that. Then that's that's success. Whereas a lot of people yeah. are not mindful of it, so they're just like lost. In I confusion. also feel like I also feel like it's different for men and women as well. You know, when a man is doing, he's you know um, he's a leader. And, uh, you know, uh, but when a woman does it, it, you know, she's a bitch. So that, that there's also a lot of that. Are you saying they take creative input from male talent easier? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hmm. So, yeah, I guess you have to play the game a little bit and just be more subtle about it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. So can we all right, let's move to Lost. Did you Yes. Did you get to work with JJ Abrams? I didn't, unfortunately. I did not know. He wasn't on set anymore at that point. Because yeah. I started in season, I started in season three. And I'd been watching the show since the beginning. I loved it out the gate. Um and of course Dom was on it as well, who I knew. Yes. So I I yeah, I, I was a big fan and they brought me in three for three different roles. Oh. And finally, I got Naomi. Yes. Most Brits in Hollywood that I've spoken to, that I know personally, and also that I've read about, they all talk about how Americans love the Brits. They do, and they think we're all really clever and posh. Yes. <laughs> and of course, 
because I am very clever and very posh. So, you know, they're, they're spot on. Um, no, no, no. I've experienced that. What I've also experienced, less so in recent years, more when I first got here, was this kind of delight and curiosity that yes. there are black people in the UK. Also, yep. you know, I got that from African-Americans, too. It wasn't just, you know, white Americans. I was getting that across. Oh, the board, I know. I know. Uh, which was interesting. But that also, you know, goes back to that thing about travel, right? Yeah. <laughs> looking, looking outside of the world that you live in. You know, I mean, of course, there are other ethnicities. Like yeah. Caucasian yeah. They're, they're freaked out when they meet a black person with an English accent. I know this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I d definitely think that that uh, did me lots of favors, actually. You know, I do think that. They found it delightful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you go back to Manchester, um, do you... I just spent 10 months in Manchester. What? Oh. I only, I've, only, I've only been back in LA a month. Oh, so you, you're in Manchester during COVID? Yeah, man. How so was I that? went I went to shoot the second season of Cobra. Um, so I went in October to shoot ah. the second season, which is the, the show that I'm doing for Sky. Robert Carlyle plays the Prime Minister and I play a Labour MP. Nice. And um, uh, the new series is actually going to start next month, I think. But anyway, we, uh, so I shot that. And then while I was there, I got the lead in the new season of The Bay. And so um, I stayed and shot that oh. for four more months. So I was there. Yeah, I was there for 10 months. It was intense. That was the longest time you spent in the UK for a while, I bet. It was. And the shame of it, of course, is that the COVID oh. of it all didn't allow for us to move around and see everyone and do all the things that I would have loved to have done. So it was it was challenging. It wasn't about being in Manchester. Obviously, it was a challenging time for everyone. But to be so close to so many friends and family and to not see so many of them because of all the restrictions, you know, and I needed to be very careful because, you know, I needed to work and get the job done. Mm. That was kind of a bummer. But so it was nice to be there. Did you did you have to leave your daughter at home or did you? No, bring her? no, no. She, they were with me. Oh, OK. Yeah. She did, she did remote learning the whole time we were there. She would start school at 4 p.m. with her class in Los Angeles. Wow. How, how was her accent when she came to UK? Oh, yeah, she was just English. Everybody thought she sounded American, which is funny because she really didn't. She sounds way more American when she's here mm. with her friends. So she can, she uh, can flip it? Yeah, but she doesn't know she's doing it. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. So do you have anything when you're in UK, any Americanisms that you keep with you that people, that throw people a uh, little bit? Yeah, they all, th yeah, I think, yeah, they all think my accent's changed a lot. There was a funny thing that happened on set. So Barry Sloan is an actor. He was playing my boyfriend on the Bay mm. and he's from Liverpool. He's also lived in LA for a long time, but he, he just moved back. But we were shooting this scene where we were on the phone and he was off camera to give me the lines. And he said something about she needs a wait, let me get this right. <laughs> adult, adult, adult. Ah, yes, yes. And yes. he said it. And I was like, and then we did a couple of takes. And then I realized I was saying, I think he says adult and I say adult. Yep. And I realized I'm saying it differently. And then, so then me and the crew, we had this whole conversation about how do I say it? How yep, do you say yep, it? Yep, I don't yep. even hear it anymore. What? And then recently I went to do ADR on the first three episodes. Did you have to do that line? <laughs> We had to cover it. It wasn't even in that scene. There was another one that I hadn't realized I'd done. Oh. Again, with that word, adult, adult. Yeah, in Manchester, it's adult. In America, right, it's adult. So it, adult, yeah. And I just didn't even realize yeah. just certain words. That's Every now and then they would pull me. It was funny. Yeah. I'm like, but I'm from here. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> 
Love it. And that water, what you just said before, somebody else has said the exact same thing on this podcast. Yes. The exact same thing. But how hard is it? Water. How did they not get it? I I don't know. And when I introduce myself to Americans, I say, hi, I'm Marsha. Because if I say, hi, I'm Marsha. Yeah. Oftentimes they repeat. They, they yes. call me Marsh. So yes, 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 yes. They're talking their accent and then they say Marsh. Yep. They say it wrong. So yep. I have to... That's another good point because they're not sure. They don't realize it's your accent. They think it's, That's right. you're saying it in an American way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Do you find sometimes it's easier? Because I know I've spent six months in LA twice. So total, I've been there a year. Have you right. ever had this situation where it's easier to just be American? If it's a short situation where you have to deal with somebody, it's just easier to be American. Definitely done that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I do it on the phone sometimes. Yes. I also just, I also just do it for fun sometimes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so glad you say that because just because with me, I get Mexican American all the time. So sometimes oh, yeah. I just go with it. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm, I'm Pedro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't go, like, but yeah, tell me about why do you do it sometimes why is it why is it easier i don't know well you know you want to be understood for one and then sometimes it's just i don't know it's just funny to do it's just fun also you know when i read stories to my daughter i do all Uh, kinds of accents and i love to do different american accents because it's just you know flexing and practicing some you know one of my tools right i mean so i just sometimes like to do it so for example this past year you know i haven't played any americans i've just you know i played two mancunians back to back so you need and to so yeah it's good to keep it fresh yep 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 and also, i just remember i got to play a mancunian on better things as well okay which is a fantastic show i can tell you don't know what that is it's no. a bloody brilliant show it's a uh, pamela adlon she writes it she directs it she stars in it it's about an actress that lives in la it's brilliant. You would love it. Really? You, just, you should just watch it. It's very I'm going to watch it because I'm just looking at it cool. now. Louis C.K. Yeah, he was creators. a producer on it. Oh, wow. He was nice. a producer on it. Awesome. He stepped away, you know, with all the controversy. Yeah, that's a shame. Yes. Cool. All right. Yeah. I know we only have a few minutes left. So when you're in L.A., when you haven't been to Manchester for a while, what do you miss the most? Well, first of all, it's just family and friends, right? I mean, that's the, that's the thing. Mm. And then I miss the chocolate. <laughs> okay. the sweet in england basically i always have a stomach ache by the end of the first week because the first meal yes, i so eat when i get back is fish and chips because okay. it's just delicious from armstrong's in manchester in uh Presswich. and then sweets man matlow swizzles oh my gosh just the best american chocolate is weird isn't it it's too sweet yeah yeah i don't I, I, I do Haribo when I'm in America, okay. sweet-wise, and then I do Lint, which isn't even American. But uh, that's one of the things. Manchester has got a brilliant escape room scene. Oh, yeah, I it does. I love the <laughs> Manchester escape room situation. <laughs> I, had to, I had to make a list because we've done so many. And just before we left, a few of them started to open again, so we went and did it. We did a few. What else? I don't know it just is so familiar and it just feels like home does it still feel like home i mean i mean i guess you were no, allowed to have two no homes. no let me re- let me rephrase it because it does it feels familiar and it feels like home but where i'm sat right now is home exactly i made you know this is the home i have made but manchester used to be my home childhood still, yes it's childhood and comfort and familiarity i think that's the healthiest way to live i think it's good to have childhood in one place and adulthood adulthood in another place (laughs) (laughs) 
now that, yeah I, I only just came up with that now by the way I, <laughs> I think I think that makes much more sense because I think if you're in the same place as your childhood as an adult you don't have that space to go for nostalgia right I don't know I'm just thinking about yeah, this no. now now that you said that though I have to say you know every time I go if I, I always say this if somebody just dropped me in Manchester mm. in the city center and said where are you I would go absolutely no idea because every time I go back yeah. it's changed so much okay we were shooting um in uh what's it called off Dean's Gate spinning fields and there's this one area and I looked in one direction I said oh my god this could be, this could be Manhattan yeah. like it just you know, it, it's just changing so much, so much construction, so many new buildings. So it's changed a lot. It's exciting. Um, it is exciting and it's innovative and it's all of that. And at the same time, who's moving into all of these buildings? I don't understand. <laughs> yep. I wonder that. <laughs> I wonder that. You know, and I do find that Manchester city centre, because when I stayed there, I was staying in town, hmm. is so congested. There are so many people. Yeah, so that's many. a good point. You know, it it want, even if it wants to be Manhattan, the roads are too damn narrow. And you, I'm always in stuck in traffic. Everybody <laughs> talks about the LA traffic. Yeah, I'm always stuck in traffic in Manchester. <laughs> yes, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 changing a lot, and I think change is good. But I don't know how it's gonna it's gonna burst. <laughs> <laughs> Masha, I know you have hairdressers to go to, so I'm going to say thank you so oh, much. It's so cool to, to speak to you again. You too. Take care. Thank you for listening. Please visit metamanchester.com for more episodes. My name is Tan Lei. Join me again next time.